Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Prano coming to you live via Zoom from the office area of my new apartment in my now undisclosed living location because too many of you dirtballs are triggered and have threatened to kill me. And (laughs) I'm here with my guest co-host of the day, coming to you live from the Laz Lair, still in Venice, California, the last man still remaining in Venice, California, Andy Lazarus. What up, Yosef? How are you, buddy? Good. You threw in a dip. You got your yep, warrior shirt. Now I'm ready. You got, got your my warrior, warrior shirt. shirt. You got your warrior You guys shirt. can't see this, but I'm right behind or right in front of Golden Moment when the Warriors won their first championship framed. So we are coming to everybody today via Zoom uh, and a day late and without uh, the captain of this dirty, dirty ship. Andy Ruther, because uh, Andy has flown back to Cincinnati. This is not his um, official return to Cincinnati flight. He flew back to Cincinnati um, under emergency circumstances because, yes. uh, and he wanted me to let you guys know this, uh, his, his father has been diagnosed with COVID. So um, he is- Get healthy, Walt. Walt is uh, currently in the hospital, and he's mm. fighting. And I think we all know the year that Andy Ruther has had. So keep him in your thoughts. Keep him in your yeah. prayers. If that's something that you do, send him a message. Um, and that is why we are delayed. And also wear your fucking mask. It is uh, not that good. Lord, not that difficult of a concept. I know we have a lot of. Uh, wild wild opinions out in dirtball land and sometimes when andy and i disagree with them you threaten our lives but uh don't threaten our lives by not wearing a mask and then getting some other person who is not a young frat house dipshit like yourself sick and send them into the hospital so wear your mask this is not uh wear your mask guys jesus christ it's not a political statement it's just a good lord fucking Normal. Just health stuff, man. Just, just normal global pandemic stuff. Yeah. So we will miss Andy Ruther today. We will be thinking of Andy Ruther today. I've actually got Absolutely. A, a picture of Andy Ruther and I uh, that I can see in front of me from us doing the Dirty Sports Podcast so that Andy's spirit will always be with us today. But we, uh, we have an Andy to replace him for the day. Do it. Doing Andy, my best. Doing Andy my best, Lass, guys. We'll do a little dirty slides inside the Dirty Sports um, but we're, we're going to do it via Zoom uh, for the day as well because I've got a little travel coming up, and God knows I don't want to get Andy Laz sick or Andy Laz get me sick or any of that stuff. And um, so here we go. Yeah, we're playing it safe. We're playing by the rules. We're gonna we're gonna dirty sports it up. We're gonna get dirty here, Andy. Uh, Let's do it. First things first, we have to dive in to the NBA. Uh, Certainly. 
the the major league baseball trading deadline was yesterday and i was like well we'll have laz on we'll, we'll get right into trade talks but the last couple days in the nba have been uh, a wild like 48 hours basketball returns 72 hours whatever it is basketball returns from this boycott slash strike um they kind of a walkout would you consider it a walkout yeah 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 i mean kenny smith walked out i I love that too i loved it too i mean at the end of the day you can only um you know the only way to get through these guys is fucking with our money right it's like the strip club manager and kill bill (laughs) fucking with your money is the only thing you kids understand and, and, you know, we talked about it on the last uh, episode uh, after they had decided to return that the whole idea was that, you know, these guys would hopefully convince uh, NBA owners who are billionaires and who, who have ears of uh, politicians and lobbyists and all that stuff to make some changes. And stuff has already happened. They're already saying all of these, basically the the NBA arenas are going to be polling sites, which, I mean, even that's fantastic. For, forget how how many people those will be able to hold. Just think about the, I mean, it's it's a terrible thing that we're saying these days. Like, you need a reason to vote other than to like, you know, vote. But, <laughs> uh, you know, what about guys just being like, hey, I want to go to Staples and like vote. Like that's you know, if that's yeah, the reason it's a day you out. To vote, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a it's a new activity. It's a yeah. new COVID activity. But something since, to do. But since the games have restarted, we have had a lot of craziness. I'm going to take this from the order that I wrote it down. Let's start. Okay. Let's start with the Rockets Thunder finish last night. Uh, the 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 Houston OKC series is now going to a game seven. Game five, the Rockets dominate. Mm-hmm. Blew them out. Full-on blowout. Uh, last night, it's, it's a back-and-forth game. And then at the end, we've got – you and I talked before the show, but uh, – It's like, a little weird. It's a little it's bit a of a little Russell – A little Russell Westbrook meltdown slash you had suggested – You had suggested – Possibly on the take. You had suggested something that I had thought about while I was watching the game. It felt a little bit like Russell Westbrook was throwing the game. Well, he dribbled down the court. I mean, not real fast for Russell Westbrook, but, you know, at a, at a good pace with no real plan and then just chucked it out of bounds. It looked like he was going to try to do a little give and go and got lazy on the pass. Except yeah. it didn't look lazy. It looked like he just threw it out of bounds. And then they talked to D'Antoni after the game. And there was – so prior to those free throws, um, there was a, like, replay timeout. So mm-hmm. D'Antoni says that they basically set up a off-of-the-make uh, – these are two guys, Russell and – Harden have decided that the play they like is Russell brings the ball up, Harden throws it out of bounds. Harden picks for him. Uh, we they get a switch, yeah. and and Harden takes the last shot. Russell blows Wait, by. Hold on one second, Joe. 
was there another plan before besides um, James Harden setting a pick, getting a switch, and shooting the last shot? I mean, that's basically it. That was going to be their only plan. Right. It's, yeah. it's not like there was another plan. No. No. Yeah. That, that, that was their plan. But Russell goes, comes down the court so fast, Harden like, doesn't even really set a screen. Uh, Russell goes by it. Yeah. And immediately throws the ball to somebody else, a.k.a. out of bounds. It definitely felt like, felt like Russell like, abandoned that play and was going to the hoop and then realized that he didn't have a good lane and abandons it and throws it out of bounds. Or, like you and I both said, felt Russell weird. gets played by, paid by the game. Feels so really, he needs game seven. Feels really fucking fixy. Real fixy. And Real then if, fixy. If you look at the, the last few minutes of Russell Westbrook, there's one possession, and I put it on Twitter. I said, this, the, 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 these four plays in a row just kind of like are Russell Westbrook's career in a nutshell. He has a terrible pass that like almost goes out of bounds through somebody's legs. Like he throws up, he like bowls the ball to somebody, but mm-hmm. it somehow isn't a turnover. And, <laughs> and then uh, they get it back to him. He gets stripped. It is a turnover. <laughs> Next time down the floor, he makes a layup and flexes on everybody. <laughs> and the next time down the floor, he has a pull-up free throw air ball. You know, Russell Westbrook might go down as the greatest highlights player of all time. Just based on highlights. You know, out of context highlights, he's, he's the best. In-game, he's maybe the hundredth best NBA player. So a lot of criticism being thrown around the regular Harden doesn't want the ball. Uh, he, you know, melts, he pushed out yeah. are out there. A lot of the Dan Tony hate is out there. The Rockets. And I was even going back with Francisco Ramos on, on Twitter, last on Twitter, because yeah. he hates Dan Tony and, yeah. uh, you know, Does he hate Dan Tony because he's a Laker guy and he hate he he was he sided with Kobe or he just hates he, the whole style? I think he's a Bullets guy. Yeah, I think he hates the whole style. They don't play defense. Yada yada yada. I didn't want to yeah. get in on their like. He's a Washington Bullets guy. Yeah, a wizard. He's a Jeff Malone guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, I didn't want to go back and forth on like the Rockets' defensive rating in the playoffs being the right, best right, 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 so far and stuff like that. But. Um, I'll say this. Here, here's the closest you'll ever hear uh, to a Dan, Joe, Joe, Joe Prano criticizing Mike D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Okay, let's hear it. I think Russell Westbrook needs to play significantly less and honestly not be out there for crunch time. I think Russell Westbrook needs to be Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford. I think – he just like let him be Vinny Johnson, just the guy who comes off the bench and just scores a bunch of points. And I realize that he's a former MVP, but he's a former MVP on a team that either missed the playoffs or was the eight seed and got bounced. Like building your offense around Russell Westbrook does not has not at any point been something that has made winning basketball. And I, my criticism right. is it's hard if you're Mike D'Antoni not to play Russell Westbrook. 
But at the same time, Mike D'Antoni sort of made a career on being like, well, fuck you. I'll bench you because I don't care. Yeah, but like all the, I mean, a lot of the, I guess, players, or maybe, maybe it's just talking heads, say that D'Antoni's big problem is that he's bad at confrontation. He doesn't want to confront his players. Right. He just what say you to that? He just puts them in the doghouse. Well, yeah. I, but I, but in a way, it's kind like, of a passive aggressive confronter. Yeah, but like in a way, I actually don't mind. Like if if you're a lifelong coach, and you're in the NBA, and you've got like like he did with the Knicks, he had Nate Robinson. If he just goes, okay, you don't play anymore because I've tried to tell you the way I want you to play, and you don't do it, it's like do we really need this beef or can I just sit you down? And then you'll, <laughs> right. re- you'll realize, Oh, until I play the way he's asked me to, he's never I'm gonna not going to play back in the game. I think Dan Tony's at this point right now. And I, he's also playing, he's playing the Don Nelson game pretty much. Uh, he's playing a way, different game. Uh, uh, Don Nelson, the only person in the history of the NBA with more wins than Mike D'Antoni and no finals appearance. Exactly. Exactly. He's, but Don Nelson tried to uh, reinvent the wheel a little bit. You know, he was, he was going, he's going down swinging. He wanted to win the championship playing it his way or not at all. And that's the way it seems like D'Antoni's going. Cause at this point, does it make sense for D'Antoni to be like, all right, let's shoot some mid range jumpers. Like, right. No. Well, I mean, if, if D'Antoni decided to, play a little more conventionally or mix up what he does with the uh, five out with a little more, I don't know, 15 foot jumpers, you know, elbow jumpers or whatever. Would you lose respect for him? Well, I would think, he continue to be your favorite coach? I, I, well, I think the thing about if D'Antoni, he quit, <laughs> I think the thing about D'Antoni also, and this is why Russell Westbrook doesn't really work is Russell Westbrook is the pull up long two guy. Right, he is the he is a very inefficient player, and, and that's anti and, and and then they had Capella, who they moved on from, and they mm-hmm. went basically they were in a situation. It was like we don't have a championship caliber roster now. Mike D'Antoni's offense and you know the way he thinks outside the box will get us to a Western Conference Finals, and will get he'll get criticized for like not ever going to the finals when he should be praised for even going to a Western conference finals with this. So then they, he goes, well, if you're going to make me take Russell Westbrook, then let's just get rid of Capella. The only chance I have is to go like, let's play small. And like, let's just go, let's just lean into this thing. I think the idea of Mike D'Antoni playing a balanced offense that isn't ISO and three heavy is limited by his roster. I mean, when he was with the Knicks, and, and Stoudemire was their guy before Mello arrives, the whole thing's built around Stoudemire, you yeah. know? And they're not shooting a million threes a game. They're, he's running Stoudemire into the ground, and they're doing more of the high post action. Right. So, like, I think he just – I think he's just – Also, um, Stoudemire got one of those early microfracture surgeries. Yeah. Which is like getting the first version of, like, a boob job, you know? There's going to be some problems. So I, I think you D'Antoni know, I don't is just think he should sh- get all the credit for running uh, right. him into the ground. I think D'Antoni's that they the like uh, the Bobby Flay show where they just go and your secret ingredient is eel, and he's like, "Fuck, 
Il <laughs> souffle. And they're like, holy shit, Gross. how do you even come up with that? Like, yeah. you know, he just, he just puts shit into a pot and he tries to make something. I just, I want to read what I think was a really good tweet from Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer last uh-huh. night. Uh, it was during the, the D'Antoni slash Harden bashing that was going on uh, post game. And he said, why did James Harden not have the ball at the end of the game? The same reason why Kevin Durant didn't have the ball in so many pivotal moments. Russell Westbrook, who so often has it in situations he should give it up. This series would be over if the Rockets still had Chris Paul. I don't know. Well, at least when – oh, is he talking about KD uh, in OKC? Yeah, KD and Russell. KD had the ball with the Warriors. Right. Yeah, he had the ball with the Warriors. And they they went to finals and they won championships and he hit the big shots. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, yeah, Katie, yeah, it's a, yeah. Russ is a hard guy to play with, period. If you had to, if, if you had to assign 10 points of blame uh, between those three guys, how do you divvy them out? 10 points of blame between yeah. D'Antoni, uh, Hard, Hardin, Russ, Hardin and Russ? And Russ. Um, I give 10 points to Russ. Wow, that's even stronger than I was going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, look, um, as much Houston bashing as I like to do, and it's mainly because they're a terrible bet every single time, them and the Texans. Um, you know, that OKC team is not good yet. Right. They're tough and they're clutch. And they but, have, and they have, and they have guys who pre- present weird matchup issues. Yeah, but they're not uber talented, right? And you know, you're still kind of looking for a second scorer on that team. Gallinari you played know? great last night. Gallinari played great last night, but like in general, yeah. Um, when it comes to nutcracking time, Gallinari's not a, a top three, you know, a, 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 you know, top three guy that you would need on a championship team. He's just right. not. Right. Um, but, I mean, I've seen D'Antoni get past the first round before, you know, and I've seen uh, James Harden get past the first round, and I've seen Russell Westbrook get past the first round, but it was only when he was a really young player and he had KD and or James Harden with him. So now the question becomes, and a lot of people are saying – you know, Chris Paul is sort of a known playoff choker. The Rockets, mm-hmm. Harden. Dink. This is the big choke off. This is the big ch- game seven choke off. So I ask <laughs> you, who you got? Uh, <laughs> I can't bet on Houston. I, I mean, like, am I getting? Am I giving points? I've got to be. Who do you think wins the game? I honestly think Oklahoma City wins this game. Wow. Yeah. I think Houston, I just can't I can't bet on the Texans or the Rockets any anymore. Yeah. I just can't. And le- just can't. and and legally you're not allowed to bet on the Astros anymore because we don't know what their cheating status is. So no, I mean I don't even include the Astros anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think Houston Fuck wins. The Astros. I think Houston wins, but I think the end the last just game six alone makes me think neither of these teams, but <laughs> specifically not well. I actually never for a second thought the Thunder did, but I now do not believe that the Rockets have a chance to beat the Lakers. I thought for a, for a while I was like, oh, anything is possible. 
this though that's the exact kind of team you don't want to play if you're the Lakers because they don't fuck mm-hmm. with it. They don't fuck with the paint and they'll just shoot a bunch of threes. And if they get hot and you don't, you're in trouble. And I love D'Antoni and a the and a LeBron D'Antoni matchup is a win-win for me. But I just think that the Rockets win, but I think the Rockets have no chance of advancing now past the Lakers. If you told me for sure that Russell Westbrook gets paid by the game, then I would pick the Rockets. But I don't know if he gets paid by the game or not, because I think that's why he threw the last game, if he gets paid by the game. It really just does feel like – it really just uh, did feel like he threw it. And I got to say, I don't know what the move is, because I'm not sure what the market is for Russell Westbrook these days. But, like, unless D'Antoni – you know, there's a lot of talk of D'Antoni to the Pacers and, you know, buy your Victor Oladipo – MVP card right now because that's a yeah good, yeah that's a good value to buy right that's now that's a good bet for yeah. next year if he goes yeah Antonio goes but um you know like I just don't think going forward that Russell and Harden to get I just don't think it works no it's R- a, regardless it's a bad, of the regardless of the roster around them because you're running like. D'Antoni's trying to be super efficient. That's his whole game. Yeah. And Russ Westbrook is just not efficient. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, but we all knew this. We knew this when Russ went to the Rockets. We knew this was going to be, you know, not a good mix. And it isn't. Yeah. And Russ is on the take. Uh, Next, I got Lakers advance and a gentleman sweep. Dame gets hurt. Uh, Everybody was on the Portland bandwagon. Charles had the. Portland had winning. the broom out. Ruther mm-hmm. said the Lakers were in trouble. The Ruther curse, the one of two Ruther curse mentions. He said that after game one, they didn't win another game. They got smoked. Uh, yeah. Lakers advanced. Lakers look pretty good. Uh, what's next for the Portland Trailblazers? I hate to say this, man, but I know you love CJ. And he's a Lee, Lehigh grad like yourself. Yeah. But – it's just two small guards and not like enough quality bigs around them to make that work, you know, because besides, uh, your kitsch, who, the, who, who got traded from Denver there? He's a pretty nice player. Uh, that got traded. They're, they're big. Denver. They're big. Oh, they're Nurkic. one big. Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah. Right. And you got Zach Collins. It just, it just, there's just not enough, like, um, there's no Clay Thompsons or Big Gar or Jimmy Butlers around to, um, to handle, like, the, de- the defense on the, on the big-time wings, you know? I, I mean, I, I say I, it again. I think that's I say it again. Like, I think, I think that you've got two shooting guards – acting at like like dame's the point guard but he's really a scoring guard like he's really an he off guard um he's a con he's a he's a combo guard he's a, combo he's a point guard. guard but like but to me again but cj could run his own team too right and he did in in those last games when lillard was out mm-hmm. i just feel like they're so similar and you know if you look at like james harden is for sure not a point guard but at least he facilitates their offense a little bit. Uh, It's facilitated around him. Lillard does that a little, but it's like 
That's why I almost think with both Houston and uh, Portland, if you're going to have the point guard who's just like a facilitating through himself point guard, the way LeBron does a little bit, it's like surround that person with just spot shooters. Like Mm -hmm. I love CJ, but CJ is not a catch and shoot guy. No, he's more of a, I mean, he's, he's more of an old school kind of, 80s 90s guard actually yeah like he he pulls up he goes to the lane he shoots threes but like he's he's kind of an all-around player you know i think you know uh one way to advance um the uh portland trailblazers cj dame issue is uh just hire d'antoni you might make it to the second round. Yeah. Third round. I mean, I, I think Stotts has done a I mean, great job, but like mm-hmm. you got to look at Portland. When you say what's next for Portland, it's like, okay, Zach Collins comes back. He's healthy, whatever. But you're looking at the Lakers continue to, if the Lakers st- st- have AD, if AD resigns and you've got. Uh, you've got at least four years of LeBron and AD. But you've got LeBron and AD. You've got the Clippers. You've got the Nuggets, you've got Luca and the surging Mavs. Like, how right. much better? And you got the Warriors with Giannis coming yeah. up. <laughs> how much better? Are, uh, like, are the if if everybody on Portland is healthy, are they ever a five seed? No, I, I feel like they're uh, they're they're like Utah. They're just not quite there. Yeah. And they're going to be, be stuck in that, you know, kind of uh, the no fun zone of being pretty good, but not bad enough to, you know, get a great draft pick and turn it all around. So they're going to have to make a trade. And I just don't see him trading Lillard. Right. You know, but like if they could trade CJ and somebody for a guy like Jimmy Butler, then I think they're in business. Uh, now, let me ask you something, because you just said, I think everybody's respect for Lillard went up greatly at the end of the bubble regular season mm-hmm. in that first game one. I mean, he was losing his mind. Yeah. But his value will never be higher. Trade Lillard. Whew. I know, mm-hmm. like Portland's a small town and they love their stars, you know? Yeah. You know? The Trailblazer stars are always, you know, loved in that town. And but if but, I mean, wanted, they traded, if you uh, wanted to be a championship contender as fast as possible, we're talking about li- like the Lillard, the Lillard run. Like everybody's window. So let's say Lillard is great for the next five years, and we're looking at like, oh, maybe one day they're a five seed or a four seed if they keep building around Lillard. Meanwhile the value on Lillard is so high right now. You could go get in like a one and a great player for him. You could go getting. Yeah. I, I just don't know that like trading your absolute, but I, do you think CJ, CJ McCollum is better than Damian Lillard? No. Yeah. No, that's the thing, but he's not. But you're not going to get – if you wanted to make Portland better, no, everybody's going to agree with that. So you're not going to be able to trade CJ right. McCollum for a, a bunch of picks. And Well, who do you think you could trade Lillard for that is not another guard? 
you know, that is a wing, I guess, you know, you're going to need a small forward. You well, know? how about, how about like some sort of this kind of craziness? How mm. about a like Ben Simmons and a first or Ben Simmons and a first and a role guy or Ben Simmons and a first and a second? I, I don't know that Ben Simmons is the answer. I think Ben Simmons is a really talented player, but it may, it makes Philly better, right? You now you have Embiid and like and Dame. You, you run that pick and roll game all day. Yeah. Oh, it makes Philly better. I'm not sure it makes Portland better. It doesn't make Portland better in the immediate, but it makes Portland yeah. like you're also like I'm talking about also getting a one or a one and another player. And I, I think Ben Simmons is too valuable to give to. Portland and a one for Damian Lillard, though. Is my like I think Damian. I'd rather have Damian Lillard than if than you're Simmons. Philly. If you're Philly, what are you gonna do? You know, I, I mean, mean, I think this works out for Philly. I just don't think it works out for Portland. Right, but it, but I'm saying if you're Portland and you get Ben Simmons and you run and and now and now CJ's playing the off ball, you get a pure like big point guard, and you add a a one, and okay. you add a role player. Okay, maybe. But you got C.J. McCollum with a J.V. LeBron James against right. LeBron James and A.D. But it has some wild ideas brewing as, <laughs> oppo- as opposed to the current state, which is I hope one day we're a five seed. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, the crazier things have happened. I would just trade C.J. before I traded Dame. I would, I would, try, I would stay on the Dame train as much as I love C.J. I'm going to try to broker a Philly (laughs) Portland deal and take some kind of cut. Yeah. Take a finder's fee. Uh, Well, since you brought up uh, Utah and that you and Utah living in that middle ground, we do have a fun little fun series. series. We got, we got got 50 point games going. Mitchell V Murray, like, yeah. Fuck the jazz. Fuck the nuggets. Mitchell V Murray. I say don't even put the other guys out. I say let them play one-on-one for a game one-on-one seven. One-on-one full court for 48 minutes. full court game seven. <laughs> Jacking and yakking. Yeah. I mean, we've got Who guys. Last got, man standing. We've got multiple, multiple 50-point games. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. Both of those players are really, really nice. I love Donovan Mitchell. And Jamal Murray is – Jamal Murray? Is his first name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic too. I, I feel like Denver has more talent, but there's a Donovan Mitchell factor and the Gobert size is is something to deal with. What's great about Gobert is he knows his role. He's there mm-hmm. defending the paint. He'll get you, you know, he'll Right. He'll, and he's been apologizing for giving the NBA yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> he'll flush a finish, but like he's mm-hmm. not trying to do too much. Right. You got a lot of good role players around them. I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting game seven tonight. Well, the one thing I'll say is. What like, is the seating there? Is it like three, six yeah, or four or yeah, five or something like that? Three, three, six. Denver is the higher seed though, right? Denver. Yeah. Yeah. So they got the yoker. Yeah. So the one thing I'll say about that series as opposed to the, uh, the other game seven in that, in the West is that. The, these games have made me think that one of these teams 
I don't know about has a chance, but we'll put up a fight in a series against the Clippers. Like I like certainly, I like the their chances of just getting wacky. Both of these teams are getting wacky in a Clipper series. I I feel like I feel like they both could give uh, the Clips a run. I I just feel like Denver has a chance of winning because they're just they just seem deeper to me. You know, yeah, am I yeah. nuts? No, that the Denver seems deeper. They're deeper, but, but they're, they're they're also deeper. Like at you know, we we talked about Gobert before. Like the Gobert Joker, like Matt is like they're deeper in like skill, in skill, you exactly. know, yeah, yeah. as opposed to being like specialists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Utah seems like a meaner team. Yeah, you know, Denver seems a little little softer than Specific, uh, I'm not going to call them soft. You know. Uh, Utah, I feel like this series is already over if Utah have their racist, racist fans. Yeah, if they're actually playing in Utah, like, yeah, yeah it's over. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had two game one upsets in the East. Miami takes uh, game one versus the Bucks after being down early. Boston sort of cruises in game one versus Toronto. Which of the two uh, low, win, game one winning teams do you think has a better chance of winning the series, Miami or Boston? Um, I know this is a wild answer, but I actually think Miami. Wow. Yeah. I actually think Miami you, is you like, a you low like Miami's key. chances? What, what, what odds do you need to bet on a Miami series win? I got to give you plus what? I don't know. I'd take like plus 300, plus 400. Seems fair. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'd give you plus four hundred, but I but I mean plus plus three fifty plus three hundred Col- seems like the the right answer, right? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I just think my like, um, I think like uh, guys who are hard to play for besides Russell Westbrook are really thriving in the bubble, like guys who've never won it, like Chris Paul yeah. and Jimmy Butler, who you know have trouble with teammates or whatever, and have a lot to prove in the bubble Spolstra is like telling everybody who will listen that like Jimmy Butler's the man and like is very selfish and the teammates love him and whatever. Do you think that's a, do you think that's Spolstra just like blowing him up or do you think that's like Jimmy Butler? Well, if you look at, you look at where Jimmy Butler's played, like a lot of those uh, teams are a little bit dysfunctional. Like Philly is dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, Minnesota is dysfunctional. Chicago um, is a fucking mess. And even though, like, they were pretty good when he was there with him and Derrick Rose and stuff, they're, they're kind of a mess. And maybe yeah. Jimmy Butler's just tired of the mess. Miami's not a mess. No. I got to say, I've been... a legitimate organization. I've been critical of Spolstra because I'm like, what has Spolstra ever done when his teams weren't awesome? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I was impressed with his coaching this season. I was impressed with his coaching in the bubble. I was, I was especially impressed with his coaching in the first series and in game one of this series. I, uh, like, you know, the idea that Spolstra hasn't grown as a coach, like, I think he's, he has grown as a coach. Like, I think I can be critical of him in the past and yeah. slurp him a little bit now. Unlike Doc Rivers, at least he's finally figured it out. Um, yeah. 
But like, I like Miami's chances. I, I think that they match up really well. Um, I think uh, th- that could be a fun series. And, and honestly, if they get through the box, then like, fuck it. Just go for fuck it. You know it, what right? I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, now yeah, you're playing with house money. It. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the Bucks, like, I, I didn't watch the Miami game, but I had kind of a good feeling about Miami. But, like, watching the Bucks, when they're on, they're fantastic. When they start to slow down, it's like their brain freezes and everybody's standing around, you know? And um, I think Giannis took 12, 12 shots. shots. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, little, that's a little weird. I remember when KD took 12 shots for the Warriors, I was like, uh-oh, he's pissed. Yeah. You know? Well, I, um, I, think, I think Giannis also has, like, way less in his bag than KD. Like, I think, yeah. I think Spolstra did a good job of, of how to attack him and how to like get him doing the things that they want him to be doing and how, you know, yeah. Kenny Smith said yesterday, he's like game one tends to be a feel out game. So it's mm-hmm. really going to see how they respond to it. But at the same time, you know, like the whole Giannis is going to be a two time MVP when his game is still raw and limited. It's like, it's impressive, but it's also like, you have to continue to grow as a player when, yeah because if guys figure you out like you're kind of fucked i and i feel like and i don't know if this happened in the last game but when i see the bucks struggle i see Giannis at the top of the key kind of trying to like be ram the point guard down the or ram his way down the lane while everybody yeah. else is just kind of standing around and the coach they have is a good coach yeah Right? He's the guy who got the fucking Atlanta Hawks 60 wins. Right. I mean, that's a goddamn miracle. And so it's weird to me that he can't, you know, fix that. I just think, I just think Giannis's game is still really limited. But at the same time, you know, he's good enough that when, the, when he has a dominating mismatch, like, he will dominate you. Right. He will shit all over you. For, like, and, and in a league where you know, especially in the East where he's playing five good teams, but then also he's getting the Knicks a bunch and he's getting the fucking other trash teams a bunch. Like you just dominate bad teams. I just think that his game is still not quite complete where if somebody throws something at him, it can throw him off. Now I do want to defend Giannis. A lot of people are up his ass about this uh, comment. They, They said, did you want to guard Jimmy Butler? And he said, no, why, you know, why would I? (laughs) <laughs> and this idea that this idea right. he doesn't want to take the challenge. Yeah. I think this is yeah. the dumbest. This is one of the dumber things in all of sports. And, and this is like a big Sam Tripoli style hot take. It's like, if you're the man, then you guard the man. And it's like Ronnie Lott was the best defensive player on every football team he ever played on. That doesn't mean he goes and he becomes a lockdown corner on the best receiver. Like no, he's a fucking safety. His job is to, a... is to stay back there and lay the wood. Yeah, Giannis help side defense, blocking shots in the paint, right? All that stuff. The idea of just like letting Jimmy Butler take him out, and now your whole thing is like let's stop Jimmy Butler. 
that that could end worse than just letting Jimmy Butler get his. Yeah, it could. Um, do you feel like game on the line, um, Giannis versus Jimmy Butler? Are you sure Giannis wins that matchup? No, I'm not. For, I mean, first of all, the thing about the NBA and and both of those guys, I mean, there's there's 15 guys in the NBA that you're like. They're going to get a shot off. It might be yeah. a contested shot. Like, there's plenty of guys in the NBA who Giannis plays perfect defense on, has a seven-footer's hand in his face. They have to shoot over an extended arm, and they still get a bucket, you know? Yeah. that You see that all the time. Like, the, in the Rockets uh, game, that, that one shot Chris Paul hit down the stretch where he, like, smacks Robert Covington on the ass after, it's almost yeah. like he's going, like, well, yeah, I get it, man. What the fuck are you going to do? I just, yeah. I put one in your eyeball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that's a bad criticism of Giannis. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and by I, the way, I think it, yeah, go ahead. For, for one possession is a different story. Oh, this comes down to the last shot. You didn't think you should take, that's a different story. Yeah. But like, do you want to, you, oh, you're the defensive player of the year. You're not going to guard Jimmy Butler all game. It's like, I'm the defensive player of the year. Cause I don't, necessarily guard that <laughs> i do block every shot like i think that comes from the old david robinson mvp uh against hakeem that one game at home and hakeem got him yeah you know and allegedly avery johnson was like was like you the mvp why you got him you the mvp man and david robinson was like why are you swearing and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is a lazy kind yeah. of take. Well, we talked uh, – on. we have Giannis wins as Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, he, I, he still – I feel like he deserved that still, and I feel like that doesn't, you know. Who else was up for it? Right. Yeah. Like Rudy Gobert? Yeah. For blocking uh-huh. shots? Yeah. And, I mean, and I on the awards tip, we do have to mention that the Ruther curse strikes again. Brandon Ingram wins most improved player. He elevates his game. Not- Why does Ruther feel that Brandon Ingram is a bad player? He just, I don't get that. Uh, I think I think Ruther just didn't like number didn't, two pick bust. That's it. Yeah, didn't didn't feel like he was uh, he was helping the LeBron Lakers as much as he should have last year in like mm-hmm. year one of LeBronville, and like he wasn't enough of a second guy, but also like. Again, yeah, he's 20 what? 22? 22. He's played for two bad organizations. Yeah. You know? So he wins most, uh, most improved player. And when, yeah. they, when they went to him via video conference to talk to him about his award, he was clearly high. <laughs> Very high. I like him. He, I that like guy, him. That guy is stoned as shit, and I love it. Yeah. We should call him Sleepy. Sleepy Ingram. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, anytime somebody has a sleepy nickname, you got to assume that either – they're like super chill or they're a heroin addict. Like they're a jazz, <laughs> they're, 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 a, they're a heroin addicted jazz drummer or they're, or, or they're, they're like sleepy a, or they're Eric Floyd. Yeah. Or they're like an NBA scoring uh, machine tween, tweener that just does it really quietly. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I want to talk about in the NBA before we move on the Clippers advance, uh, Luca does Luca things. The Clippers. Luca's incredible. Yeah, the Clippers. Luca is incredible. Luca's going to be a problem for years to come. 
I was really impressed with Luca. It was the first time I really, really like looked at him and watched him for consecutive games. Jesus Christ, what a you're, beast! You're starting a team. There's a, there's an expansion draft right now. Mm-hmm. The, the the Venice Gays have been added to the NBA <laughs> uh, because your uh, team name has such a great social justice message. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA says no players. Uh, can be no players are off the table. You get the first selection of everybody. Are, do you take Luca? Jesus, it's an expansion team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who else? Just because, just because I don't want to take Steph Curry off the Warriors, I probably take I probably take Luca. <laughs> I mean, who else do you take, Giannis? Giannis is like just we talked about. I mean, like take KD, you take LeBron, you take right. You mean Harden, expansion take Curry? Team, right? Like yeah, y- you know you, you got to figure LeBron. You know you're uh, that that's that might be more of a financial slash like team building. But like I'm talking, you have you know you're building for ten years. LeBron, you're probably building for three. Yeah, you know. Uh, no, I think I would take Luca. I'm trying to think if there's any other young superstar that young that good that big that skilled and the only one i really come up with is is Giannis. but like we said like Giannis's game is still ascending he's still working on it and um yeah i think i do take luca yeah i think i do what a what an animal that guy is and I think I think the the Mavs are going to be legit for a while. Uh, the real the real question mark is it's a good organization. It's a good coach. Chris Porzingis, can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? And uh, I think this series is different if he stays healthy. I'm a, I'm a Chris Apps fan. I wouldn't say I'm a Chris Apps stan, but I am a Chris Apps fan. And uh, and he I, just lo- he looks like he's gotten stronger since he he's been with the Knicks. But I think he still needs to get stronger i also like just physically like, stronger like, like what i said about uh him early in, is like when he was like missing game whatever with like knee you know tenderness i was like yeah. well he's probably done like the other thing is just like be like the his injury history needs to be like what is going on with the knee like how how is it always that like knee tenderness is the end of a season yeah always yeah now, are we going to hear a week later it's a tear? Are we going to hear a week later like he's not going to start next season? Like, I just need like, if I'm the like I feel, I just feel like the Knicks and it can't be a coincidence that the Knicks and the Mavs handle Kristaps Porzingis knee issues the same way. We're like they're very like squirrely with information. I feel like Kristaps is very squirrely with like his. He may be. He may be. Like, I tell my physical therapist, I went to physical therapy this morning. My physical therapist like, how's the knee? I'm like, the first 15 minutes, I'm going, well, you know, I took a shit the other day, and this happened. And then I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was lift, moving and lifting boxes, and I felt like this. He's like, okay, I was just meant, like, generally. You know yeah. what I mean? You think like, Chris Stapps is like, it's fine. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, playing, and then we're going to find out he's been playing on, like, a torn something the whole time. Right. I'll tell you what Chris Stapps needs. Maybe they did something to him in Russia. Maybe he used to be, like, really, really open and stuff, you know? 
and then they put him through, you know, Rocky Four, and it in, didn't in, take in, in Latvia. In Latvia, okay. I'll tell you what. Uh, what Chris isn't that where Lat? He's from Latvia. He's from Latvia. Man, that's where Doctor Doom's from. And uh, and Andy Kaufman's character in Taxi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I think Chris Stapps needs more than maybe anybody in the history of professional sports. Chris Stapps needs to smoke some cushy dreams. Oh yeah. 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 Cushy, cushy dreams. The official CBD sponsor of the dirty sports podcast. Cushy dreams specializes in extraordinary CBD rich hemp flower aka bud and pre-roll cbd joints now laz i know you're a guy that doesn't mess with the vape and the pills and the, nope. the tinctures and all that old stuff. school you like the old school stuff i've got a knee injury you've got a shoulder injury you've yeah. got, you yeah we've got chris i'm Dash. all about those pre-rolls man especially during covid you can't be passing around joints anymore well, you got to be a baller and have everybody have their own pre-rolls. Cushy Dreams offers a full line of premium smokable CBD. It's cannabis sh that ships directly to you, and it's legal in all 50 states. That's all 48 mainland states and those two wonky ones, uh, Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> so order your Cushy Dreams. Join the men and the women who are sick of vapes and gummies. That's me, and that's you, and that's hopefully yep. Chris Perzingis. Chris Daps. Get some cushy Get on dreams. the pre-rolls, dude. KP, Get on those cushy dreams. KP needs some KD. <laughs> it looks like high-quality marijuana. It feels like high-quality marijuana. It tastes like high-quality marijuana. It oh. is high-quality Health marijuana. benefits of CBD without getting high. There's under 0.3% of THC. It's hand-trimmed. It's flour. It's the best. Cushy Dream CBD has flour, again, in pre-rolls and joints. They come in specific indica and sativa blends like energy, hustle, relax, and dream. I love it. Laz, I'm going to get you some. And I'm gonna, and I can't I'm gonna, wait. And I'm just going to send some in a box to one Mavericks Drive, Mark Cuban <laughs> Center. Mark Cuban Circle. Dallas. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> one Mark Cuban way, one Shark Tank way. <laughs> Dallas, Texas, care of Chris Tapps, Perzingis is me. Go yeah. to cushydreams.com. That's K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com. At checkout, use promo code DIRTY for 15% off your first order. Smoke your CBD. <laughs> Just think about it. Like, what would Indiana Jones vape? <laughs> This, no. is favorite, this is my favorite ongoing <laughs> last thing. You got, I, think, I, I think you got to start www.ijd.com. It's all what would Indiana Jones do? He wouldn't vape, I'll tell you that. He wouldn't He'd smoke vape. some nice cushy dreams pre-rolls is what he would do. Yeah. He'd have one. he's a man. Stuffed in, the, in his hat there. Yep. Well, yep. Laz, uh, we, we'll now transition into the dirty slides portion of the dirty sports podcast right on right on uh the mlb trade deadline was yesterday i've got three i mean major just when trades. you think the padres couldn't get any cooler right they got clevenger who's got absolute perfect san diego padres sorry slam diego padres hair slam diego <laughs> 
We, I mean, it's amazing how good they are when they decided to go to the Brown. It's I, just amazing. I don't want to take 100% credit. I want to give 15% of credit to the Padres turnaround to Tatis, El Nino being, you know, maybe the, the greatest, best maybe the greatest thing baseball. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, already a top five major league baseball talent, but no question. 15%. The other 85% I'm giving to the dirty slides podcast. And all, yeah, exactly. And us telling them to bring back the Brown. They did. They're immediately contenders. They get Clevenger to bolster their pitching staff. They really don't was, give up. Was Clevenger one of the guys who gave uh, the Indians COVID? I don't know. Is one of those guys went out and got COVID, went to a hot tub party in Cleveland? He looks like he would have been. Yeah, he, he certainly does. <laughs> but he's got – Well, he's got, he, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. You know, San Diego moved a lot of their prospects uh, yesterday in the Clevenger deal, in, in some of the other deals they did. But they're all in, and they're all in on winning now. And, like, yeah. I, I love it. You know, the, the, the cool thing about this San Diego Padres team is – the, the sort of the, I would say one of the big disses on San Diego's, their fandom is not great, right? Like people love to wear the hats and love to like claim San Diego, but like every San Diego fan I know, I end up going to like more Padres games a year than they do. This year, you can't have fans. I feel like this is like the perfect scenario. Like <laughs> go all in, be no real fans. And then when yeah. fans, and then when fans come back, you don't like, let them in. Yeah, but you also <laughs> don't even, you don't even have to go through like the weird. You just go straight to the bandwagon fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't even have that weird year where the bandwagoners start to trickle in and and players start getting pissed off about it. like where were you guys fucking last year? Oh, suddenly you like this team again? Fuck it. Yeah. Just be good and then go right into next year with like fandom. Only sell tickets to people who became fans in 2020. Yeah, only sell yeah. tickets to people who only own brown gear. Yeah, that's it. If you that's still it. own any navy blue gear, you can't. You can't. You come can't in. come in. <laughs> Seats taken. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. Uh, what like? I, I think the Padres are like legit contenders. A hundred percent. They're a hundred percent legit contenders. The, uh, you know, there's only fucking thirty games left. Um, they got Clevenger. They got, I, I can't remember the name of their number one stud, but he is a monster. Yeah. Lamette, something like that. Oh my God. Their, their lineup is, is fucking deep. All they do is hit bombs. I don't love their fun. I don't love their manager, but I think he's figuring it out. And I did not, I did not like how the manager, um, uh, reacted to the grand slam on yeah. the three zero pitch. Yeah, <laughs> I did not like that at all, and I did not like the whole um, uh, who's their first baseman used to be with Kansas City. You know, uh, like oh, being yeah. like, "Hey, we'll we'll take care of it." I got him. I mean, I mean, if you their manager, fuck that shit. I wanted to make sure I have it right. Jace Tingler. Jace, Jace Tingler is his name. Yeah. Really. Yeah, Jace Tingler. That's ridiculous. Sounds like a kid who plays l- lacrosse in like North Carolina. Sounds like yeah. a, sounds like a, sounds like he's got floppy hair. 
Yeah, but he's he have floppy hair. No, he's totally bald. But I bet you he okay. did have floppy hair. He did. He did have that floppy look. Uh, he sounds like, like he's... Dave Matthews. Yeah, you like Dave Matthews. Probably. <laughs> it sounds like him and his wife watch the Outer Banks after every Padres game. He comes home. He's like, let's let's put on the latest Outer Banks episode. <laughs> Do you think he follows widespread panic all year uh, when he's all not winter? coaching baseball? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I got to say, though, if, if the Padres win a World Series, I, th- I feel like the Jace Tingler becomes like the hottest sex move in San Diego. <laughs> I think the only way they're going to win the World Series if Jace Tingler completely embraces swinging on 3-0 pitches, dancing, and fucking clowning the other team. Yeah. yeah otherwise, they're going to lose. Yeah. You got to like, embrace the Brown – Embrace the fiesta. Embrace everything that's happening. Don't try to fucking uh, squash it. Because at some Let point, El Nino's star rises to the point where, like, he ain't hearing it. Man, your fucking name is Jace Tingler, bro. <laughs> bro. Like, yeah. At, at a certain point, fucking El Nino is going to be deciding who the manager is. Yeah. You know? And if you're Jace Tingler, you're going to want to be on that guy's side. Exactly. Otherwise, it's going to be Ozzy Guillen City. Uh, the, a move that, to me, is sort of the complete opposite move. The Marlins get Starling Marte. Does For anybody, what? Why? Does, does anybody think the Marlins are contenders? I mean, they were at the beginning, right? They were I, hot at the beginning. I feel like they're, like, they're still, you know, in contention. But I just feel like the idea of, like, we're going to be really good for 60 games because the season's so short. Like, I just don't think that translates to postseason success. The idea of the Marlins being buyers seems kind of crazy to me. Um, Well, at least it's something new. You know, at least they're not selling the whole team off. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I mean, maybe Derek Teeter... Uh, is a better president than a defensive shortstop. We shall see. Well, he's, he's not a worse anything than he is a defensive shortstop. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that, that Starling Marte is a huge difference maker at this point, but, I mean, he's a very good player. Yeah. And uh, um, the Mets seem to be fumbling around a little bit. Um I, yeah. I don't have the standings in front of me because I'm talking on my phone, but um, yeah, the, you know, I mean, maybe maybe the NL East is kind of up for grabs. No, the, Starling the, Marte is going to be the difference maker. The NL East is up for grabs, but I guess my my point is, unless I mean, I guess you know, Starling Marte could be a guy that you're like, this is more than about this year. But, like, yeah. to me, it's, like, even if the Marlins in a 60-game season win the NL East, like, I just don't think the Marlins have enough pitching, enough depth, enough whatever to win anything come playoff time. They're currently tied for second in the NL East. They're three games back of the Braves. They're tied with the Phillies. The Phillies and the Marlins are both 500 ball clubs. Yeah. But maybe the Marlins are like the Marlins are, you know, maybe they're like the Padres and they're just like loving the no fans. And the first time they have zero fans, they're actually going for it since Jack McCann. I don't know. 
who can explain the Marlins? Um, you know, it's amazing that they're still like 500 a month into the season. Everybody thought they were going to be hot August garbage. Yeah. And they're kind of lukewarm garbage. And in my top three uh, MLB trades, like I, I figured I'd pick a couple trades just to, you know, let's, let's see. Yeah. The third one, I want to talk about your athletics going out and getting Mike Miner. Oh, another le- lefty pitcher, right? Mike, that Mike Miner? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, what, what can you say about the A's? They're great in the regular season. <laughs> but, I mean, they're making, a, they're making a push, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the A's are, like, they're great. But they can't win a goddamn playoff series to save their life. So, until they do, um, great. They got it's, Mike Miner. It's sort of <laughs> a money, money ball and D'Antoni ball have a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, it's like really do. It's like I will make the playoffs when no one else will, but 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 I won't win, and and that should be enough. And that should be enough. And if you give me the ability to like have a real roster, I win you a fucking World Series. But you don't. You hamstring me with like fucking do with what you got. Yeah. So I just have to be the greatest drafting team ever, and then (laughs) trade everybody, and then losing the playoffs did, did they lose the yankees last year or the twins uh lose the twins i think they did F- fuck fuck i was free i was like the twins never win in the playoffs since frank viola like they has got a shot at this nope i mean and they just can't beat the yankees in the playoffs but all the yankees are hurt so maybe right. they will this could be i feel like this could be a sneaky year for the a's how fun would like an A's Padres World Series be? Uh, the funnest. It would be the funnest. It would be the best uniform matchup in history, right? Oh, no question, no question. Especially when the A's go Kelly Green, and then yeah, and then the Padres go like brown tops or whatever they do. Kelly Green and brown. <laughs> yeah. Come oh on. my god. Let's go. I, I, honestly, can you think of even a close to as exciting? I mean. Um, Dodgers Maybe with A's is a, is pretty classic uniform. Pretty classic. Yeah. Pretty classic. Um, no, not really. Because, like, all the rest of the contending teams are kind of basic uniforms, like the Yankees, the Indians. But, I mean, even the, historically, the blue. Like, historically, that might be the best it gets. Oh, A's Padres? Yeah. This sure. current A's uniform, this current Padres yeah. uniform. Yeah, that would be the hottest. Now, one thing about the Padres uniform I'd like to bring up. I really think they need to get away from the pinstripes. Like, I, I it's, like it's like they divorce themselves from the Yankee colors, but they're keeping pinstripes. And I know they had pinstripes in the late 80s and stuff, but, like, that's not a pinstripe team. I, I, and honestly, to me, it's like – if you're going to wear the pinstripes, just wear the pinstripes pants and a brown jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Break it up. Yeah. Break it up. Or just get rid of the pinstripes. And I, I love all the script. I love everything. You know, I love the color scheme. But, like, pinstripes seems like a lot. Yeah. Like, extra. Just, just get away. Just break the mold. You know? Divorce yourself from the pinstripes. And the last thing I want to talk about MLB-wise before we move on is perhaps the greatest MLB news I will ever bring up. 
the New York Mets seem like they may be finally getting their team out of the deadly death of the Wilpons. Of the Wilpons. And Steve Cohen, who many, many of you might not know, uh, Axelrod's character on Billions based on Steve Cohen. Like, this guy is a fucking money machine. He'd be the richest owner in baseball. The guy loves to win. I mean, we're talking about this could be that, this like, could be very exciting, dude. This could be very exciting. The now, Mets, is A-Rod involved? No. A-Rod out. Fuck him. Get oh, out of here. Because the, the worst thing that could have happened is you from gone from fucking Wilpons to A-Rod. This could that be, been the, this worst could be the Mets scenario. equivalent of getting brown uniforms. This is what they've always needed. They've needed yeah. They need an owner who will spend in New York. Yeah. Fucking free. You want a guy who wants to take on the Yankees. Take on the Yankees spending habits. Yeah. You know? A guy who wants to outspend, outspend the Yankees. Outspend the Yankees, yes. How much have the Yankees spent? I'll spend $1 more. Yeah. Oh, the Yankees just signed. It looks like I'm signing somebody. Yeah. Looks like the Grom's getting extended. I need to spend more money than the Yankees. Just like always be spending. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Joe. Oh, ABCs, I'm, I'm excited the, for the you. The ABCs of ownership always be, always be spending the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be more excited about this. this is- Aaron Judge is a Met? What? That we would be a, dope. We, we had a good couple. We had a couple good couple days run there, sparked by your boy Dom Smith crying in the post game about you know social justice and, mm-hmm. and racial equality. Then the Mets have a a walk off win in Yankee Stadium. Then the Cohen news. They they have since you know slipped back into reality as the the shine of all those things wore off but i still think this is the beginning of the next this is the beginning of the the mets taking over of new york and possibly baseball the golden era of the mets is coming yeah. give me trout give me tatis jr <laughs> give me them all he'll st- we'll, we're buying <laughs> we're the guy who buys all the properties his first buy round. it yeah all the properties your first round the fucking monopoly board monopoly. yeah you know the secret is the railroad stations. Yeah. You got to be a railroad baron. Get, get some utilities. Get some utilities. Fucking, yeah, exactly. Except, like, now you want them to buy Park Place and Broadway. First, first round. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Go Mets. I, I, I really hope it happens for you. Um, you've been suffering with this horrible ownership for so long. Ever since that guy stole all fucking Will Punt's money. What, what was that guy's name? Yeah. Fucking, oh, God. Why, 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 why am I blanking on Was this okay. Bernie Madoff? Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Madoff. Yeah. 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 Bad Bernie. Bad and, but Bernie. But the, the thing about the Will Punt's, and I, I always have to remind people of this, is that the Will Punt's made money on the Bernie fucking Madoff scandal. Oh, that's, those that's how fucks. Much, that's how much scumbags oh. those guys are. Oh, those guys got to go. But then, but then they got sued and, you know, some bullshit yeah. or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, you, what would be great, Joe, is if Cohen is such a success with the Mets that uh, Dolan is forced to sell the Knicks to Cohen. And then Cohen has the Knicks and the Mets. And then he'd just always be spending. Always be cock-blocking. Cock blocking the Nets. <laughs> cock blocking the, the Nets. Yankees. I love cock it. Cock blocking the Yankees. 
Do you know what happened? You know what, Laz, when I hear that the New York Mets are finally about to get out of the Wilpons clutches and that a great, rich owner is about to take over, do you know what that makes me want to do? Hmm. It makes me want to sit down at home, pour myself a nice tall beer with a nice, you know, neat whiskey next to it and cook myself up a big, fat steak. And when living large, yeah, and just yeah. and just sit, kick back, and be a man, drink man things, eat man things, and I'll tell you what, last I am able to do that these days, as even though there is no comedy and I have no money whatsoever, I am able to do that because I get my meat on Butcher Box. Have you heard of Butcher Box, last? I have because what would Indiana Jones do? Yeah, he'd order from Butcher Box. That's a I, man move. You're a big grill guy. You love oh, yeah, grilling grill. all the time. Yeah. Have Have you tried the butcher box? I haven't, but I'm excited by it. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. You, should you should go to butcherbox.com dot com forward slash dirty. There's like, I mean, they have so much high quality meats. It's hard to find a hundred percent grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken. Heritage breed pork or wild caught salmon at the grocery store, but they have all of those things at Butcher Box. It's high quality. It's humanely raised. It's better for you. It's better for the animal. It's better for the environment. I love all the meat at Butcher Box, and when they send it, honestly, like the Butcher Boxness of it is like they send all of this stuff in one box, and I love it because every month they like curate a selection of high quality meats to me. And they what can do it for you too. What was this month's curated meats? What'd you get this month? The, I, you know, I'm a big, uh, I'm not a big wild caught salmon guy. I'm not a salmon, oh, yeah? salmon guy. So I you like, you're a salmon farm guy? I, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a not a salmon guy. So I go okay. heavy on the beef, heavy on the chicken, heavy on the pork. Uh-huh. And uh, I just go, I just go bananas. And I love it because when I get it, I just know that I'm about to eat for days. Every month, Butcher Box will ship you a curated selection of high-quality meat. All the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. You can customize your box or go with one of theirs. Like I said, I always customize my box to get the fish out. But if you go with the variety box and if you like fish, just go for it. Uh, they, your pork, are you talking chops, ribs? Yeah. What, uh, yeah, I, all of it. I, I haven't gotten ribs, chops. Uh, the pork chops are incredible. Yeah. I love, you know what? I love pork chops for breakfast. That a baby. Pork chops little and pork eggs. And, little pork chop and eggs. Love it. Yes. Butcher box is a no-brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocer. It's meat the way meat should be. ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy and humanely raised meat. ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around $6 a meal. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription. Just go to butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. Laz, every time I come to your place, you are cooking burgers. I feel like you need to get on the butcher box campaign just so you can 
always have I'm, ground beef. I'm dialing it. Out. I'm putting it up in. Uh, I'm I'm ordering right now because I mean, do they have do they have uh, do they have bison? You know what? Probably. That's a great question. I don't know. We'll have to find out. You. I'm going to find out right bison now. Burger. Yeah. Uh, I'm find out right now. Also, I got to work on my pork game. I haven't. I I don't know. I don't know much about grilling pork or ribs, so I got to work on that part of my game. I got to have that in my bag. You know. Yeah. yeah. A good pork. Always chop be ascending. Like, a good pork chop is just like it's such a it's such like a step away from the norm, and you go yeah. like, what are we having? Like, you if you fire up the grill and people go steaks, beef, hamburgers, chickens, like we're doing pork chops, like. Oh. What? Oh, it's a special night. Oh, you fancy, huh? No, you fancy. You bougie. Speaking of sliced meats, <laughs> Leonard Fournette has been sliced. Sliced from the Jaguars. From the Jaguars. Uh, Leonard Fournette released. The Jaguars say they tried to trade him. No one would give him a, like, the guy, the, the GM was like, no one would give us a third. No one would give us a fourth. They did, like, the LeBron, Damn. D-Wade. No one would give us a fifth. Not a sixth, yeah. not a seventh. Yeah, seventh. <laughs> uh, he said they could get absolutely nothing for him. I don't know how that's possible. Um, nobody wanted him for nothing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you think about Leonard Fournette, is kind of a throwback running back, you know. Um, so, you know, and also these GMs do that all the time. When once they know you're desperate to trade somebody they drive down the price, you know, right. and I'm sure he'll get signed up and not give up a draft pick, you know, for yeah. somebody. Well, um, that, that's the question. That's well, the question first, is who? Yeah. Who, where does, where does Leonard Fournette end up? Um, well, who needs running backs? Let's see. Um, one place that just kind of comes to mind is New England, you know, um, because but they have so many they have so many running backs and they have a lot of running um, backs on the roster including their quarterback yeah i think new england will offer him something and he'll be like uh nah no thanks i'm not gonna get 40 carries a game it's probably a bad place for him i don't know i mean somebody will pick him up the Rams. somebody will get hurt the Rams, yeah, but they like their uh, running backs to catch the ball and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, Seattle. Seattle, possibly. They don't like their running backs catching the ball. So, yeah. you know, if Chris Carson goes down and then they have that other guy that they drafted in the first round who's okay, um, yeah, Seattle could be a place. Uh, it's a reclamation project kind of organization. The Raiders. The, the thing about it, uh, a guy like Fournette is if – if you're getting him for nothing, it not it like there has been a lot of success in the NFL over the last, I don't know, 10 plus years of the running back by committee. You could have a good running back and go with a Leonard Fournette as like a carry, you know, sharer. Right. But maybe he doesn't want to do that. You know, he didn't want, maybe he did, he's, he wants his 43-yard rushes a game. Like, to me – Maybe that's the problem in Jacksonville. Do you know what the most exciting place – But it's not like Jacksonville really has another running back that's really good, do they? No. They're just – You know? I don't know, I don't know the, what – They're just like, Leonard Fournette sucks. 
I mean, obviously there, you know, there's some maybe attitude uh, questions and yeah. Tom Coughlin personality and stuff yeah. trying to deal with it. But the Jags have also basically entirely dismantled that AFC championship. That squad. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey's gone. Bortles is gone. Fournette's gone. Yeah. Like everybody. Yeah. You know, um, I, here's, here's to me the most exciting place for Leonard Fournette. I say, if you're the Titans, Double down. Double down. I was just thinking about that. Like, like go, Two giant running backs. Go pro set. Yeah. You know? Go the yeah. wing the wing team. You're going to have them both like, in the backfield, like Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen? Yeah. Just run sweeps. Who's yeah. going to lead the sweep? Who's going to carry? Right. Yeah. That could be a thing. I could see them doing that. I also – I also it feels like a, like a guy John Gruden would pick up because of the name. Yeah. Yeah. You know? confuses like stud young running back by picking up Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Seems like a grid move. I mean, it, you know, he, he took the shot on uh Marshawn a couple of years ago. Like it, yeah. it, Fournette really has some Marshawn vibes. Right. Except he, Marshawn seems like a lot more of a fun guy. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Fournette's not old enough for Gruden to pick him up yet. Yeah. You know, he's not 35. Well, they did, they did give him a shitload of carries at LSU. They gave him a shitload. Like, in running uh, back years, he's 140. He might be run out. Yeah. You know, then everybody knows it. He might be a guy that they pick up, a team picks up late in the season for an injury replacement. Yeah. You know? I'm just really season. surprised that they, they couldn't get anything for him. Seems crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, Buda Baker – Becomes the highest paid safety in NFL history. Okay. Reportedly, the source, sources, the Cardinals are making him the highest paid safety. The, I mean, the Cardinals just going all in early. Like, I feel like the Cardinals are like, they want to be the Braves. They want to be like, they want to be like ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Buda Baker's a good player, but is he the best safety in the league? I just keep... Thinking about George Kittle yelling, I'm still here, Buddha, after he yeah. scored like two touchdowns on him. Um, I don't know. I mean, is he better than Jamal? Wait, who did Jamal Adams get traded to? The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, is he better than Jamal Adams? No, no he's not. No. But whatever. I mean, like these salary things, like Jimmy G was the highest paid quarterback in history for a minute. Yeah. This is now just kind of now, how it now goes. like 14th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like so, three I don't know. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, the Cardinals are dangerous though. I, I got a, I got a bad feeling about the Cardinals this year. I mean, you should have a bad, that they're, they're going to be pretty good. Should have a bad feeling about the, the NFC West in general. Like there's yeah, not, a, that's a there's, tough not division. A, there's not a team that I'm like, Oh, they're not going to be like decent. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think the Rams would bounce back a little bit. I would think know? that the Rams will bounce back a little bit. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to be improved. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks, just in getting Jamal Adams, I, I think that they get back to what, what has always made them a successful team, which is defense mm -hmm. and uh, focus on that side of the ball. That's important. I mean, I, I feel like Seattle's never going to be out of it as long as they have Russ, you know, as far as, like, getting to the playoffs. I don't think they're ever really done. I know a couple of years ago, 
like when the the Legion of Boom was done. Yeah, everybody was like disbanded. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, they're done." I'm like, "I don't think so. I don't think so." Now they're just a ten win team, right? In the first round of the playoffs, right? Or the second. That's not done. Right. That's not done. Um, We'll do. I want to touch on two quick things in college football, and then uh, we'll we'll call it a day. Um, it's, you know, again, we don't want to talk about Danny gross, Danny Snyder. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Daniel, there was just an update on the, the other Daniel Snyder story, which is like everything that you heard in the original Daniel Snyder is, a <laughs> is true. It's true. <laughs> but now he's like going on the record saying all these chicks are liars and like, yeah. Scumbags. But well, there was one thing I read about. It was like, um, he was like, Hey, my buddy Mike is uh, in town. Why don't you go up to his hotel room and get to know him better? And I was like, that just sounds so gross. And like, this is like the doc, some of the doctors. And, and the know? other thing is, it's just, it's just like a, it's such a Daniel Snyder vibe to legit treat your cheerleaders as if they are hookers. <laughs> like they're not. Well- would hookers. Indiana Jones treat his cheerleaders like they were hookers? No, he would not. I mean, Indiana Jones had the girl in the front row of class throwing themselves at him, and he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't even biting. No, he didn't even didn't phase him. He was like, I got, I got fucking things to find. He wasn't like, go see if I got, the bean needs a hand job. Yeah, he was like, no, I got artifacts to find, lady. Yeah. I don't have time for this shit, man. I mean, that's cool. You love me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, Daniel Snyder's gross. But now he's, I mean, and I believe that there probably is some truth to like the Washington Post, like doing a hit sure. job on him, but like, sure. because he deserves to have a hit job done on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's it's, fucking scumbag. <laughs> just because they report the news properly. <laughs> like they could be out to get you, but also they're, they're just telling the truth. Yeah. But why are they out to get you? Because you do shitty things. Yeah, yeah. And because they're owned by fucking, you know, Bezos, who probably wants your team. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Do you think, like, all of Daniel Snyder's, like, cronies or whatever, like, if he's forced to sell the team, do you think they, they leave him? Be like, you pussy. Yeah. You let, the, sure. you, you let the Redskins go, and then you got fired from the NFL. By the way. Get out of here. If Bezos does manage to, like, run him out of town with like Washington post articles and get the, they don't have a name yet. I actually kind of like the Washington, the Washington prime. <laughs> the Washington prime. Yeah. Cause of Amazon prime. He just goes, he just goes full. He like corporates the name. Yeah. And then the Washington prime. <laughs> I mean, that's, that sounds like a USFL name already. Do they have a logo of Optimus Prime? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck, that'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, or, or like Prime Meats, you know? Did you ever see Mateen's... Like T-Bone Steak as their logo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's not offensive. Do you ever see Mateen Stewart's um, Instagram post about changing the name to the Washington Kaepernick's and no. having basically Kaepernick's profile just like the uh, Indian on the... You just swap out that Indian for Kaepernick's profile. The I love it. I love Fucking it. Fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. 
Amazing things that will never happen, speaking unfortunately. Of, speaking of Washington, D.C. football teams, I, I mm-hmm. want to do this because it happened. To, the replacements was on the other day, and the replacements is underrated. The replacements is underrated, directed by my old acting teacher, Howie Deutsch. Wow. Directed that movie. Yeah. Replacements Under, is good. Underrated. And yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say at this point, Keanu is underrated overall. Just an overall underrated guy. Oh, 100%, dude. I mean, he throws a football great. This, he, he's I lefty. Mean, yeah. He throws a football great. He shoots a gun fantastic. Yeah. I watched, I actually shoot? watched, I watched John Wick last night. Oh, it's good. So, so good. So good. And, um, uh, and, and you know what I'm watching tonight? I'm actually going to Chris Wilde's house for a mm-hmm. outdoor showing of Bill and Ted's three. Oh, shit. That's, I forgot it was the third movie. Yeah. It's the third movie. It's not Excellent the adventure, movie. bogus journey, and then bogus whatever. journey. And then whatever, whatever this, this one, one is. is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. It, for, Alex- some re- for some reason, it looked like uh, Keanu didn't age for like 50 years. And then suddenly, and then it- just between John Wick 3 and this, he's aged like 10 years. But like, well, he does, he, he does, you could tell because he doesn't put the fear cream on his face. Right. <laughs> Once they started, once they realized that people were eating children's adrenal, <laughs> adrenal glands, he was yeah. like, I got to stop. Yeah. You know what he thought? He's like, would Indiana Jones put children's adrenal fear on his face? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Speaking of people who are basically eating kids, uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten might want to start playing games around Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you really think about it, the idea of the Midwest without football in the winter is a, is a hellscape, you know? Like the gray skies, the coldness, the no football, oh my God. I mean, I get it. They need, they, I'm, that's the only game in town, you know, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, good luck. Good luck with that. I just, I, I said I hope it. I hope it works and everybody's healthy, but I don't see how that's going to happen i've said it before i will say it again it's like the idea of of professional athletes playing football because the nfl doesn't give a fuck about anybody Mm is like whatever but to but to put kids at risk and worse to again put other people not pay them other people at risk because a hundred kids get together every week to play a football game when they're not being paid. When yeah, like it's gross. All for an all for a diploma from the university, the Ohio State University. Like, like, just save yeah. your money, save the money that you would be on medical bills and buy a diploma from a better university. Yeah, you can get a receipt from any university. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it's gross. I uh, one of my big things about like COVID. One of the positives was just thinking that the NCAA is just going to have to eat it this year. You know, not that it's really going to make a difference to the powers that be, really, for one year, but just for a bunch of billionaires not to make any money yeah. for fucking six months was great. Um, but of course, they're going to try it. Yeah. And uh, it's probably going to be a disaster. And of course, the, like, 
everything you need to know about our countries, SEC and ACC are going for it. The rest yeah. of the people are like, no, we know how to read. Um, yeah. And, but the Big Ten, it's like, guys. But the Midwest is like, maybe. But, like, also, now you're going to, like, why do, like, just stop. Now you're, like, fucking up your whole, like, just give them the year off. Come back next year and do it right. Like, oh, we're going to start playing at Thanksgiving. And our season's yeah. going to end in March. And uh, then spring practice will start in, like, late April. And uh, <laughs> fuck concussions. Fuck, <laughs> fuck your brains. <laughs> and also your sense of taste and smell. And also your hearts. Yeah. Like, fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have new ones next year. We don't need you. And 23, there's 23 preseason All-Americans who won't play. They're either sitting it out or their teams aren't playing. Yeah. So of the 45 or whatever preseason All-Americans, half of them have opted out. Their teams aren't playing or whatever. So it's just like, to me, cancel college football. Can we just cancel yeah. college football? And that's as of September 1st today. Yeah. We're still talking about – Two and a half months. I'm kind now. of of the opinion, and again, um, you know, the amount of threats I've gotten in the last couple of weeks just for saying, like, wear a mask so you don't kill older people and uh, stop shooting unarmed people in the back is like, yeah, seven rem- times. It's remarkable to me how many threats I've gotten because I've said just those things. But I'll say it yeah. again if you care about college football, you're kind of a fucking loser. Like you're kind of like if you care so much where you're like it has to come back, yeah. Like you can root for college football, but if you're like, no, they have to play. These kids who are not getting played have to play because this is yeah, all fuck you. I've got. Fuck yeah. you, you're a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck you from last too. Yeah. So I can't wait for my Instagram DMs. Probably more threats. Uh, did you see? Did you see the threat I posted on Twitter that I got? Yes, I did. That was That's fun. awesome. That was a fun one. Uh, would you be surprised to hear that a brief Google search of that kid, uh, he has recently donated to something called Black Guns Matter? <laughs> <laughs> no. In case you're wondering what kind of dipshit assholes there are out there. <laughs> I'm not racist, but I did just donate to some sort of rifle uh, – charity like, <laughs> so that people can carry around ar-15s called black guns guns matter, matter. you had to yeah. reg- that that charity had to register that name yeah and they, they had to did. register black guns matter our, and they did with glee which is our, our country one of the issues cesspool that sucks uh laz that's the show all right buddy what, what, well, thanks uh, for having me. What do you got coming up? What can people do to support the Laz, the Lazarich? Uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Andy Lazarus or Twitter at Andy Lazarus. Um, yeah, that's what they can do. Well, we got to hit the links this week too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, I had a Todd uh, um, close me off. Wow. And um, he, why? He was like, you, you, because he's like, you're just open too much and what happens when you're open you uh you pull off oh i thought he closed you off from playing with him i thought he was like, oh please not i thought he was like you brought praying out he tried to kill me twice oh no not at all no i just closed up my stance and um it has been like night and day the strikes joe the strikes are so crispy now i love at least 
my last three holes that I played with Todd after he did that. Of course, <laughs> he did that after I was down 9-2 in holes. So right, and then he was like, what I'll, a give guy. You, I'll give you some tips. I'll give you, yeah, here's a free lesson. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm feeling real good about, about my ball striking right now, so we got to get out in the court, uh, the links this, uh, this week, dude. I love it. Let's get out there. Um, yeah, maybe Thursday. Sounds good. I've, yeah. I've, I have another physical therapy and a doctor's appointment, but I'm, I'm all clear to play, as you know. I've been. Yeah. So, it, how, so. yeah. What does the doctor say about your golfing? Uh, is he okay with it? Or is yeah. he like, you shouldn't do that? I haven't seen the doctor all, but he gave me the okay. We'll see. Yeah. I, I've, had, I've had a bit of a setback with the knee recently. So, we'll, uh -huh. see. we'll see if that's related. I've got my doctor's my follow up on Thursday. So, let's close oh. up your feet too. See if that works for you. Let's see. I, I'm, yeah. I'm down to try anything. I actually had a. I had a uh, a lesson on Friday with a guy at, at his home with his simulator and oh, uh, cool. and did, did some interesting swing changes as well. So we'll see. Oh, uh, awesome. We'll see how that goes. And uh, you guys can follow me on uh, Instagram at Joe Prano. Follow me on Venmo at Joe Prano. Follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Your Life. Uh, follow Andy Ruther on all those things. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, podcast. and say your prayers for the Ruther family, man. Yeah, guys, been a been a rough year for for Andy Ruther. Let's hope it doesn't get any rougher. And uh, I'll say it again: wear your fucking masks. It's not about you, you fucking assholes. It's not yeah, about you, you selfish pricks. Um, so that's our show, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Hopefully, Andy will be here. If not, maybe other Andy will be here again. Uh, or, I'm around, or who knows. But thank you guys for listening and stay dirty.